Why is that true? Why does he have Dude, a job? Give him the boot. He's got to go. Cut he, him. It's just his name, and they're keeping but him. Like I say, <laughs> whose voice is that? I don't know. Some stupid guy, video person. What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. How's Vegas? I was gonna uh, ask you, you before know. how it was, but I wanna hear I wanna hear now with everyone else. Yeah, classic Vegas. Um so me and my brother sitting in the sports book. Um you know, it's classic Vegas where basically right before kickoff, this huge line forms. My brother and I had seats right in front of the line that like wrapped throughout the sports book. So to my pleasure, I got to basically hear all the commentary. Basically, my brother and I were just eavesdropping on a conversation, which uh-huh. was just the best. This guy and his friend debating uh, the Falcons Saints game, and they were going back and forth. And not once did they mention Matt Ryan coming back. So Uh I thought that was pretty funny. Um, And they were just like, yeah, you know, they were throwing all these stats around. how You know, the Saints um, are definitely going to win. And like by the second, I'm getting happier. And then like as he finishes his like argument to his buddy, he goes, plus the Saints, the Saints and the Falcons hate each other. It's true. Like that. (laughs) Yeah, but. That hatred goes both ways. Like, I, I don't know how that strengthened the Saints pick. Like, like the Saints hate the Falcons more than the Falcons hate the Saints. Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, after all this different commentary stuff, I just turned to my brother and was like, thank God we picked basically opposite of every single person that came through here, like, talking about a pick. Like, I think I'm going to go up and, like, double these. <laughs> Yeah, that's always a weird scenario in general. Football or not, when you're overhearing a conversation that you know someone's clearly wrong, and you're like, do I step in here, or do I just let it slide? Oh, no. It's no, situation-based. Maybe one day. You're not there no. yet, like in life, personally? No, no, no. Okay. And then uh, one super annoying Saints fan that I was like, I texted you a little bit about it, but this guy on the first drive, on the first down, made a <laughs> noise. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to kill this guy. You said Saints fan, you mean Vikings. Yeah, yeah, so this is a different guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Vikings fan, if I said Saints. So standard stuff? Yeah, exactly. Recap, as Theo said, he did well, 3-1-1 one, one with his picks. I was 1-3-1. Uh, our co-entry went 2-2-1. Two, two um, the wins were Falcons, Jets, losses being Cowboys and Bengals, and then the Bush being Browns. Um, so as far as the contest goes, uh, first place is now 34-14-1, which is 71%. Uh, so this percentage continues to drop. Top 100 payment, this is now tied at 29-18-12, which is 30 points. Um, so myself and the co-entry are behind by 2.5 points. Um, your entry, Morris, is behind by 3 points. Um, you actually didn't drop a whole lot because the contest as a whole did not do like good last week. Another one of those weeks where anytime I've done bad, I've done like good overall betting. Our website picks now are twenty five and thirteen. So overall, like my week was good. It's just figuring out 
What are those ones you want to put in the Super Contest? Yeah, definitely. And then I thought it was super exciting week. And I actually went back and looked because I was like, man, there's some really close games. Um, and actually 11 of 13 games finished within one score, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, and then all the, like, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but dogs are winning at a, a crazy rate. Not only covering, but but winning straight up, which goes back to my point. I said before, if you're going to put money on a dog plus money, usually I like to sprinkle some of that cash uh, or additional money on the money yep. line because a lot of times if you uh, you cover, you win, you win a lot too. Um, some housekeeping items, as I just said, check out our website. Our picks are 25 and 13 so far. And for any people, anyone listening for the first time, what we're going to do on this podcast is go through every game and say where we're leaning, where our heads are at, with the goal of aligning on five picks against the spread that we're going to enter into our co-entry for the Super Contest. Theo's an entry, I have an entry, uh, and then together on this podcast, we decide which picks go into that co-entry. Also follow us on Twitter, at Better Coverage, also at Better Coverage on Instagram. We'll be in L.A. this weekend, watching the Bears. Yeah, so I would wear my better coverage shirt to the Bears-Rams game, but one, you can't really read better coverage, as we talked about before. And two, I don't want to be that guy in a green shirt at a, at a Bears-Rams yeah. game. Just doesn't make sense. And then Theo quizzes Morris. What do you got for me? Yeah, so here's the deal. Uh, so you mentioned like some cool articles that have been going up on the website uh, as far as NBA, NHL, since those kicked off, but uh, also last week, NCAA basketball kicked off. Sure did. Um, so I'm willing to bet that you cannot get five or more of these right. Um, so I'm willing to bet, and I'm willing to trust you're not going to Google this. Uh, but here's the deal. I'll give you ten colleges that may be real or fake, and you det- and you will decide if it's a real school or a fake school. And I'm guessing that you can't get 50% of them right. Okay. And are these teams that necessarily are like playing in, uh, like are they division one or you just found colleges? I've, I've found these schools <laughs> basically within division three basketball. Okay. So it's division three for the most part. Pretty much for the most part. All right. Uh, Pembroke university. Pembroke university. Uh, it sounds very real, so I'm going to say fake. Oh, good call. That's, that's from Boy Meets World. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? Nice job. Is that where they went or something? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. After, after they uh, got turned away from uh, some Ivy League school. I yeah, a remember. lot of game theory yeah. here, too. And now I'm going to be thinking, like, how many in a row does he go fake? Oh, uh, no. Or... Don't, don't worry about okay. that. All right. I thought about all that. Got it. Two steps ahead of that. Ken Brook, you. Uh, Spalding University. That's fake. Um, I thought they made basketballs, but apparently it's a college, too. Really? I thought you were going to uh, keep going down the Boy Meets World or Spalding or I don't know. Uh, you'll see what we're doing here. Okay. Um, you're, you're now one-on-one, but uh, Spalding University had the luxury of playing John Morant last year, who was at Murray State, and... Uh, they kept that one close, 106 36. Oh. Uh, so go Eagles. Hope they have a great season. Uh, Hendrick College. Just Hendricks College. Hendricks. 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 That's, that's fake. Uh, that is real school. Yeah, they had a big I game against uh, Baptist Bible College this past week. No clue if they won, but no. hope they did. Harrison University. That's real. 
that is from the movie Old School. Damn it. Mitchell Palooza. Yep. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> uh, South Central Louisiana State. That's real. That is from the Water Boy. God damn it. <laughs> Playing football behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> Peru State. Peru? Uh, real. <laughs> that is a real school. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Coolidge. Coolidge, that's fake. I know that one. Uh, do you? What's it from? Uh, Coolidge is from uh, Van Wilder? Yep, Van Wilder. There we go. There you go. Nice. Uh, South Harmon Institute of Technology. That's fake. That is fake. Is that from old school? Uh, it's from Accepted. Okay, yep. I know I've heard that one. That's uh, a great movie. Great movie. Underrated. Very underrated. Uh, Crown College. Real. That is real. You're four and five. You got one, one go. I literally searched for like ten minutes for yep. the mascot, and I couldn't figure it out. I just figured I'd call them the Kings, you know? Crown's Kings. Crown the Kings. Anyway, last one. Let's go 50%. <laughs> William Jessup University. Uh, fake. That is real. God, Warriors. Damn. Four and six. All right. It, it was a good effort. It was a good effort. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Soon to be sponsors. Why don't you go ahead? Um. Yeah. So my soon to be sponsors is the Score app. Do you use the Score? Oh yeah, love the Score app. They're in yeah. a, they, they 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 constantly update it too. They constantly update it. They have literally the best sports app on market, 100%. They have customized alerts that you can get line movement, uh, pregame, which is my favorite aspect of it. You can look at historical trends pretty easily. You can filter pretty easily, which is really important for college. Um, so if you're using a different sports app, you're definitely using a garbage app. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in New York last week, and I was close enough to get an alert that the score bet is now live in New Jersey. So the score is now taking actual bets within New Jersey where sports betting is legal. Uh, So it's super cool that this pretty innovative app keeps pushing in that direction, Um, especially as sports, sports betting continues to get gambling. Yeah, I've been using the score app for, for a while now. I like that they make updates, but they, you know, stick to their core. They don't make them too crazy. I was wondering, can you, I know you can turn off notifications, but can you like hide a game? I was wondering that earlier. Like what if I am recording something or I just don't want to get updates or something? Yeah. So so you can either, yeah. So you can either have alerts on a team or alerts on a specific game. And in that instance, it's probably one of your favorite teams where you can basically just turn off the alerts for that specific game of your favorite team. Yeah, shout out to the it, score. It, you can basically just customize it as much as possible. So yeah, shout out to the score. Uh, my soon-to-be sponsor is Long John Silvers. What? Yeah, so Long John Silvers, shout out to them because until... <laughs> what? Until I went to Carbondale to visit Theo, that's, I, had, that's where I, was going I had never met anyone in my life who had ever been there. Or met anyone who knew anyone who's been there. Yep, there's been Long John Silver's opening like on the reg all the time. 
They're always oh, popping yeah. up. And if there is oh, one, yes. if there's one by your house, you drive by, there's no one ever in there, but they're they're still open. They're always open. I don't know what they're doing right, but they're doing uh, something they, right. And they doing some illegal activities or something. Maybe. I don't want to call them out for that, but that's what I, where my head was going. And then the only time I've eaten it was, I don't really remember it because it was late night visiting with you in college. And from what I recall, your friend worked there and came. That's right. And uh, yeah, I think he, he, he's, he's a better coverage listener. Oh, nice. He was like wearing the whole gear and everything. He gave me a full, <laughs> he gave me like a full meal to eat. I remember being very salty, but that's about it. Yeah. It, basically, they just put literally anything in batter. And like he used to <laughs> tell my stories how they would like jokingly like, basically make like food items that aren't like real food items like they would like combine multiple foods into one food hmm. and just do it through like the batter fryer so gross like salmon and chicken like what do you mean yeah they would just like mix menu items into like one product and like glue <laughs> them together with fried batter basically <laughs> oh man i didn't mean to put them on blast this much but hey maybe they should be i, I well no one's they give them a good laugh no one's eating there anyway so did he get paid good? I doubt it. Yeah. It was in Carbondale. Yeah, it's true. All right. Shout out to Long John Silver, soon to be sponsor. <laughs> and doubt. Red Zone Rant. You know what really grinds my gears? Who do you got? Um, yes, I was in New York, and for the second time, <laughs> I was in New York for about four days. Yeah. And within those four days, twice I heard a reference to this. So... I overheard this woman dead serious say, that's why I'll never date another Sagittarius. I don't know what that means. I was just about to ask, do you know what that is? So that Wait, you heard this more than once? Well, I heard a reference to what I'm getting at. So that is a zodiac sign. So horoscopes. Got it. So I heard two references to horoscopes. Um, What was it again? A Sagittarius? Yeah, which is just like one of the symbols... Um, so anyway, it sounds went, like a dinosaur, <laughs> right? I'm I'm probably saying it wrong too. I don't know. Probably. But anyway, I went down this rabbit hole of websites and videos to explore this lunacy, and uh, these people are just being scammed like crazy. Like all these like very fraudulent websites are asking for like twenty dollars to for access to like readings. It's just like absolutely unbelievable, or to like hear your like lucky <laughs> quote of the day it's just absolute nuts uh but anyway do you do you know what your sign is uh i'm a cancer i believe is that what you mean yeah yeah so you're a cancer and, um so i got some stats on some cancers so so here's the deal you are tenacious loyal emotional sympathetic your weaknesses you're moody you're pessimistic you're suspicious. Hmm. You're manipulative. Huh. Um, it turns out that you like art. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, you like uh, a good meal with friends. Well, for sure, yeah. Uh, Not a lot of people you dis- do. <laughs> you dislike strangers. Uh, you hmm. uh, dislike criticism of mom. Of mom? <laughs> it just says of mom? You, you Not even like my mom, just of mom. mom. Like mom is yep, of mom. the one mom. Okay. Yeah, because who knows? And then, um, yeah, your lucky numbers are 2, 3, 15, and 20. So uh, go put your life savings on a roulette spin. 
I like that I'm loyal yet manipulative. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Did you look yeah. at yours? Do you do you know what you're up to? Um, yeah, so I'm a reliable, patient, <laughs> responsible, stable. No, you're um, not. I'm stubborn, possessive, uncompromising. Um, I like gardening, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> um, I like cooking, which I guess if you count if you're like microwaves and pieces yeah. and ovens. Um, I dislike sudden changes, complications, uh, synthetic fabrics. Yeah, you know. And then uh, my lucky number is 2, 6, 9, 12, and 24. So we share the lucky numbers, two. too. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure something out with that. What do you got? Uh, you know anything about Pete Hammond? Uh, nope. Okay. So I noticed this uh, early on in my, I don't know, high school? Not high school career. When I was in high school. How it's working is if there's ever a movie, uh, a preview for a movie, and there's only like one review that says it's really good, the person who says it's really good is this reviewer named Pete Hammond. So if you ever if you ever see a preview and the only person reviewing it on the preview is Pete Hammond, the movie's going to be trash. So I this has been frustrating me for a while, but I've never looked into it. He used to be a movie critic for Maxim. Now I think he has his own website. I dug deep into this guy. I spent about 25 minutes and I went on Rotten Tomatoes and you can click on him and you can go through like all his reviews of his past 300 movies reviewed. Only 29 of them were rotten, meaning the rest of them he said were fantastic. And there are also like some really bad movies mainly. So it's got to the point where he's not even reviewing really good movies anymore. It's just, Anything that can get his name, only him, on the television, then Pete Hammond's going to be the one to review it. So I, I just think someone needs to call him out, so I'm going to do it myself. Well, well, don't, don't, don't get too fast on Pete Hammond. Maybe, maybe Pete Hammond just Loves needs to write, every some better, movie. Better, write some better coverage reviews on Apple iTunes. Yeah, okay, so speaking of better coverage Get him, re- get him on the job. This this got me down another tangent of just overall movie critics that review movies and just have these insane puns in their reviews. And I don't get why it oh, has to continue. Gosh. So if you go on like Rotten Tomatoes and you click on some, like everyone's review has something to do with the movie title. Looked at a few things. Uh, Dr. Sleep's a new movie coming out. Evan Do- Dosey said, Dr. Sleep fails to establish its own identity. It may well put you to sleep. So thanks, Evan, for that from the Midwest Film Journal. Bob Bloom said that the movie mostly moves at a sleepwalker's pace. He's from the Lafayette Journal and Courier. And then uh, Ford v. Ferrari came out. Peter Travers, who's from Rolling Stone, usually somewhat reliable, said, Vroom! Damon and Bale bring engine-roaring life to this tale of two racing legends. Fasten your seatbelts. And then one final one, uh, the movie Crawl. It's a, it's a thriller with alligators. Amanda Griever of the Daily Times said, Run, don't crawl to avoid seeing this girl versus gator flop, which confused me because I think it's a double negative. I was thinking she was going to say, Run, don't crawl to see the movie. She's saying, Run, don't crawl to avoid seeing it. Uh, If you don't want to see it, just don't see it. Either way, I mean, I get the irony here coming from me, who's all about puns and, you know, dumb sayings. But for every critic, this is your job. And I'm just sick of reading bad puns. Way to go, fellas. Exactly. Can you give me a review real or can you name a movie for me real quick? Um, I can try. It's not going to go well. 
Just name any movie. Oh, literally anything? Yeah. Happy Gilmore. I was happy Gilmore. Like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, you're going to be happy when you see Gilmore who swings <laughs> like... It's, this movie's a hole in one. Uh, you see like what I'm doing? Yeah. yeah. That was such a layup. All right, we don't have to keep doing that. Yeah, let's get into it. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? How you feeling? Week 11. Pretty good. I, I, uh, I like this sleep. Looks good. Yeah. There's a, yeah, as always, I'm curious to see where your head's at. There's some that I actually completely flipped my opinions on, which we'll see how that how that works out. And yeah, there's, there's going to be a couple here. I think you'll be surprised I took the other side. Cool. Steelers-Browns, Thursday night. Browns are minus three at home. Over-under here is 40.5. The action's 37% on the Browns. Steelers had a muffed punt fumble return against the Rams and then didn't allow an offensive touchdown after that. So the Rams, who were in the Super Bowl last year, could not score a offensive touchdown against the Steelers, who are playing with Mason Rudolph. It's just like, I don't know, I, I feel like Tomlin just knows what to do with this team, and no matter who they have at quarterback, yeah, seems to pull it, it off. It is just wild that they're in that position. I, I totally agree with you. That's just pure game management. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, I don't know exactly what he's doing, but they ran at eight plays from the Bills' two-yard line and didn't score. Uh, Freddie Kitchens also accepted a penalty that gave Bills another chance at third down, which they then converted. Anyway, my point here, why I'm mentioning that is because Mike Tomlin's 32-17 and 17 against the spread as an underdog. It's a short week, so I think coaching and schemes are big here, which is a massive advantage for the Steelers. The Browns are 2-9 and nine against the spread in their last 11 games as home favorite. So if you look at it offensively, like Cleveland's way better than the Steelers, but I I do think with the short week, their defense can kind of slow Cleveland down. Uh, I like the Steelers and the under here. The unders hit in eight of the Steelers' last nine road games, last five to seven overall. Divisional matchup Thursday night. Uh, I'm I'm on the other side of this one. I'm taking the Browns, official pick for me. Um, So so while while the Steelers are five and four at this point, um, last game was against the Colts when they had the quarterback change with Hoyer coming in. Game before that was against the Dolphins. Um, so there's a little bit into that. Um, they've only had 288 yards per game, which is 28th in the league. Um, so while while they've managed to win games, they have not exactly been pretty. Um, and I know you could pretty much say the same thing about the Browns, but um, since they're by, they've played the past Bills and Broncos. Um, so they played the second, fifth, and ninth pass defense in the league. Um, and since then, Baker's had 705 yards, 66% completion, four touchdowns, and most importantly, he's only had one pick in the past three games, um, where the first seven games of the season, he had 11 and was essentially leading the league picks. Um, Browns are 6-2 and two against the spread in the last eight games on Thursday night games. Um, I just see them kind of turning the ship here. Um, who knows how far it'll go, but I'm taking the Browns here. Yeah, I'm not just saying this just to say, but I was looking for you to talk me out of uh, off this pick. It wasn't my, my favorite one, especially with Thursday night. It's funny you said the, the Thursday game. I, I texted my buddy Tom, who's a Cleveland fan, asking him his opinion on this game. He said, I don't know if I have any stats to back it up, but I'm pretty sure the Browns do always do good on thir- <laughs> always do good on Thursday nights. So six yeah. six and two against the spread, or is that straight up? 
Uh, 6-2 against the spread in their last eight Thursday night games. Got it. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're back in Cleveland, the, the thinking there is they're going to be able to run the ball all over the Steelers with Chubb and then Kareem Hunt actually looked pretty good last week. And their yards yep. per play, which is something I like to look at when comparing teams, Cleveland's 5.7 yards per play and Steelers is 5.0. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I just woke up feeling real dangerous. <laughs> Falcons Panthers. The over under here is a uh, fifty eight point five. The actions fifty percent, fifty six percent on the Panthers. I don't really know how I can explain that Falcons game against the Saints last week. Watched a uh, replay of it, and they they basically just dominated. They they sacked uh, Drew Brees six times, and and the Panthers are coming off a close loss against the Packers. They outgained Green Bay in that game and had two massive turnovers, and then. Just couldn't score in that that final play. I guess the question is, do you think the Falcons are back? Or is this like a get-right spot for the Panthers? We kind of look at last week as an anomaly. Hooper and Freeman are out for the Falcons. Atlanta has won and covered six of their last seven games against the Panthers. Um, But their yards per play is 5.8 for the Falcons versus Carolina is 5.3. So tell me me where your head's at. Um, Yeah, I... I mean, to your question, like, are the Falcons back? Uh, Matt Ryan's back. I mean, we've talked about it, like, every week and kind of spewed off his offensive passing stats. Um, So that was, like, the big difference last week. And I think it was just um, a game that the Saints really couldn't put points up. Uh, But Matt Ryan's been doing that all season. Um, I lean to the Falcons. I think it's way too unnecessary of a risk. Yeah. Um, I definitely dislike um, taking a team against a very strong team coming off a loss. Um, so I, I'm going to stay away from this one. I was leaning towards the Falcons, but really don't love this game. Cool. Moving on. Texans, Ravens, Ravens minus four at home. This is going to be an awesome game. You know, we got Watson versus Jackson. Yeah. I got a quiz question here. How old is Lamar Jackson? Um, 20... Shit. Uh, two. Damn, got it. Nailed it. Yeah, nice. Nice. I was going to say who's older, Watson or Jackson, but that seemed too too easy of a yeah. question. Either way, 22. Yeah, that's young as hell. Yeah. He's almost... He's, yeah, he's so much right. younger. I was... He's a kid. I know. Can you... What were we doing at 22? Nothing. Uh, nothing good. Struggling. Trying uh, to find a job. Yeah, eating Long John Silvers. Anyway, Ravens are off that massive win against the Patriots. I thought they were going to have a letdown against the Bengals. Sure didn't. Lamar Jackson ran all over them, threw all over them. Uh, and then he sat down on the sidelines and put sunglasses on. So just overall great that, game. That was pretty dope. They've won five straight. Last three by a combined score of 116-49. to 49. On the other side, Texans are coming off a bye week. They've they're getting healthy. Will Fuller's back. They got some defensive players returning. Will Fuller, I think, is maybe back. Uh, offense is ranked fourth in the NFL in total yards and rushing yards, and they're even better on the road. Yards per play six point four on the road versus six point one at home, and they've scored twenty three or more in their last six games. Defense is third best in the NFL against the run, which matches nicely against the Ravens. So. Hypothetically, they should be able to to contain um, Jackson, 
and Mark Ingram, but do you want to get in the way of this Ravens team? I, I like the Texans here off the bye. I just don't know if I want to get in Jackson's way right now. Yeah, totally hear that. Um, yeah, Ravens have been nuts. They're they're putting up 33 points per game, which is crazy. Um, the Ravens lead the league in rush yards with 197, and Lamar's a big part of that. Um, Texans coming off five, really good rush defense, so it's kind of opposite there. Um, like you said, to kind of kick this thing off, this is going to be a fun game, but it's an unnecessary risk. I would lean towards the Texans if I absolutely had to pick. And this just kind of reminds me of the situation where um, there's there's always a big game, either NFL or college. Somebody will inevitably always like text me. I'll get a ton of texts like, "Who are you taking for right. Bama, LSU? Who are you taking for Texans, Ravens?" You're not required to bet on the big game. Once you learn that, I think you're in a good spot. Yeah, it, it's different if you just want to have some fun. I mean, go for it. I'm going to, too. Uh, but you don't have to put like your most important bet of the week if you want to be profitable. So this is going to sound dumb after you said that, but I like the over in this game. <laughs> Even though it's a big game, a lot of people will be betting on it. I just, I just think... I think it's such like it has those feel that feel of one of those games that just goes back and forth, and both Watson and Jackson just show up and have ridiculous games. So I think anything under fifty is a, a nice line. So I'm going to be betting over over the the current total of forty nine. All right, sounds good. Broncos Vikings uh, quiz question here. Oh, this, this is kind of similar to what you did with me. Which of the following? Oh which of the following was not a hobby of Vikings? I'm talking about real, just oh, yeah. Vikings in general. Cool. So <laughs> cool. Which one <laughs> of these was not a hobby of Vikings? Ice skating, knife juggling, chess, wrestling, playing with dogs. Chess. Chess was one of their hobbies, apparently. And this is this is purely off Wikipedia. I pulled little nuggets. I think it said like chess was invented right around the era that they were, you know, doing shit conquering. Oh, sure. But it still said they were playing it. I thought ice skating was interesting. They played a game similar to hockey called a natalic. I don't know what it's called. But knife juggling. I mean that's that's obvious. And then yeah, uh, obviously juggling wrestling. Was, I think that was like the one I was like hundred percent. Yeah, no wrestling. They're they're wrestling all the time. And then I just yeah. made up playing with dogs. They probably played with dogs, but I think they probably ate dogs more than anything else. Oh, dude, they played with them. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Broncos Vikings quiz is over. Over under is thirty nine and a half. Sixty three percent of the money's on the Vikings. Both these teams are pretty similar against the spread. Five and four Broncos, six and four Vikings. But of course, the Vikings are seven and three straight up. Broncos three and six. Broncos coming off a bye. While the Vikings had that big win against the Cowboys, Cowboys were a team we bet on, uh, and Vikings maybe they're, uh, maybe they're just that good. The games that historically you're you're thinking it's prime time, Cousins is gonna shit the bed. He's just been fucking good. So what are you gonna do about it? This number still seems way too high for me. Seems like there's a lot of value on Denver. However, if you're looking at historically, we've talked about this before. Cousins is insanely profitable in these situations. At home, 30 and 13 against the spread as a favorite, 34 and 17. 
outside of his division, 41 and 15. So it's like, is he just going to crush this team and then go into the bye week? And speaking of going into the bye week, they're 10-0 and against the spread in their last 10 games before a bye. But on the other side, I already said the other side, so I don't know what side we're on now. The Broncos have been in every game. Their losses besides that Thursday night to the Chiefs have been by a total of 25 points. Allen was impressive in his debut, 192 yards, but he was only 12 for 20. And, uh, yeah, so give me the Broncos here. I like the under two. Under is hitting 15 of the last 18 games for the Broncos. Yeah, you, you nailed a bunch of the points I was going to say. Um, to be contrarian to the Viking stats that you shared um, with the positive records, um, the Vikings are 3-9-1 against the spread in their last 13 games as home favorites of 10.5 or more. Got it. Um, so I've basically been saying this every week, but uh, 10 points is a whole lot to cover in the NFL. And while it's certainly possible, um, I, I just think this number specifically is way too high, um, especially as you mentioned, like for a Broncos team that's coming off the bye with a really good defense. Um, so this is actually my favorite pick of the week. I'm taking the Broncos. Classic game where a low total in ten and a half. Um, so a lot of value on the Broncos here. Bills Dolphins Dolphins plus six at home. How things have changed. I wrote water buffalo. I this is one of those I don't know what I meant. I think it was another half joke, but we'll keep going. There was something there. Over under is forty. Actions forty five percent on the Dolphins. Dolphins are in water. Uh, yeah. And then there's Buffalo. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Us. Bills, 5-3 uh, and three against the spread, 6-3 and three straight up. Dolphins, 5-4 and four against the spread, 2-7 and seven straight up. They've won two in a row, and they've covered four in a row. It's a divisional matchup. Reminder, the Bills won 31-21 at home in Week 7. But if you rewatch the game, we talked about it. The, the Bills really should have only won by, like, three points. Probably should have lost. Dolphins, two-game winning streak, but are you getting some value with the Bills here because that number has dropped so low to only plus six here? Fitzmagic's actually moving the ball. Question, what was Fitzpatrick's major in college? I think you, you probably know where he went to college, right? I uh, don't. You don't? Oh, they say it like a hundred times every time he plays. They probably do. I don't pay attention. Well, then just let's just stick with where do you go to college. Uh, no idea. Harvard. Not a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he was an econo- e- economics major, apparently. Yeah, oh, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Bills are 6-3, but opponents are combined 25-53, and 53, and the teams they've beat are only 9-43. and 43. It's Josh Allen, an offense that's consistently inconsistent. And overall, they're 25th in scoring. They went pass-heavy last game against the Browns. I I don't know why. Devin Singletary only had eight carries, but of those eight, he had 5.2 yards per carry. Dolphins are, uh, they give up the third most rushing yards. So I would assume they're just smart here, give the ball to Devin Singletary. Six on the road still seems a lot, though. So I got to say Dolphins here. Yeah, I would probably lead towards the Dolphins as well. Um, hate hate the number being six and a half. That obviously sucks. Um, but maybe maybe that past couple of weeks is a spark they've need. We've we've kind of talked about this um, probably the past two three weeks. But 
Um, I, I still believe that the Bills are an overrated team. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning this game and then it's like, oh, the Bills still haven't had a quality win right. despite having like seven wins, which is crazy. Um, I, I, I think I think uh, the other thing pushing me towards the, the Dolphins, and this is actually the same thing as the Broncos, which I failed to mention on the last game, uh, but both of these games are low totals. Both of them are about at 40. Yep. Um, and typically in those instances, if I'm like on the fence at all, I like taking the points. Um, so I lean towards Dolphins, not my favorite game. Same. Jaguars, Colts. Colts are minus two and a half at home. Over under here is 44. The, pul- the public is on the, the Colts probably regardless of who starts at quarterback. It's a divisional matchup. Nick Foles is back, which I think is necessary. I know we had all the Minshew magic stuff, but just watching that that London game, they just seemed dead. I don't know if it's just because they're in London, but they were just not. They seemed satisfied with not scoring points, which is not something you want your team to do. Every time they showed everyone on the bench, the coaches are just like, "Yeah, we," and they weren't trying anything. So I don't know. Maybe they were scared to to call plays for him. But we have Nick Foles back. They got they got Dee Westbrook back. Colts coming off a, a loss to the Dolphins. The wins for the Colts have been by 2, 3, 6, 7, and 2. And again, Adam Vinatieri somehow still has a job. Why is that true? Why does he have Dude, a job? Give him the boot. He's got to go. He, it's just his name, and they're keeping but him. Like I say, <sighs> I, <laughs> whose voice is that? I don't know. Some stupid guy. Media person. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that was my best attempt at a stupid media person. Regardless, uh, yeah, maybe you that's gotta us. Cut the guy. You gotta cut him. What are you doing? Six missed extra points. Unbelievable. It really is. Colts, like I said, always keep the game close. Two, three, six, seven, two. Those are their wins. Jaguars are seven, one, and one against the spread in their last last nine games after a bye. Jaguars are seven, zero, oh, and one against the spread in their last eight games versus the Colts. Got good defense. Can run the ball. Nick Foles is back. I don't want to keep, you know, keep backing the Jaguars, but the more I looked at it, the the teams that the Jaguars lose to are Panthers, Saints, and Texans. It's like they just can't keep up if these teams have good passing games. But if it's a team that like the Colts that are kind of game managers, they get to third down a lot and then have these like a lot of two, three yard uh, plays. I I think they can they can handle those. Those are the types of teams they can beat. And then. Who knows what they're like with Nick Foles back? So, I like the Jaguars here. Yeah, I'm I'm all over the Jags for this one. This is nice. official pick for me. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned it. Um, Jags losses: two against Texans, one against the Chiefs, one against the Panthers, one against the Saints. So these are not bad teams. Um, so while they are four and five at this point, um, I mean. The losses have at least been to quality teams. Uh, maybe they didn't execute great, but you know it is what it is. Bulls uh, coming back. I always love the quarterback change, um, so that kind of just puts it over the edge. Uh, and then being that even three, more than two and a half, taking the Jags here. Cool quiz question here, and I'm going to have an article on it tomorrow. The Jags are currently in last place, but only two games back in the division. They're behind the Titans, Colts, Texans. What do you think they are to win the division? Uh, Odds-wise? Yeah. Um, 
plus 220. They are plus 1,200. 12 to 1. No way. Yeah. To win the division, they're 12 to 1 to plus plus 1,200, which only two games back. And I, so the article I'm going to write it is on. So what, is, what does that make the Colts and Titans? Uh, I think one is like plus 350 and one's like plus, I don't know, 900 or something. So they're just declaring the Texans the winner. Correct. And here's the remaining schedule for the Jaguars. They already played the Texans twice. Their losses, like you said, have been to quality opponents. The remaining schedule is at Colts, at Titans, Buccaneers at home, Chargers at home, at Raiders, at Falcons, home to Colts. Like they can All win. They can win each of those games. All winnable. Correct. And looking at Texans, Colts, Titans, they all have significantly harder schedules. You've seen right, the Jaguars so do shit the, like this um, before, and you got Nick Foles back, so like I think plus twelve hundred is massive value. Yeah, I'm literally placing that as we speak. Yeah, it's going in. Either way, a lot of value there. We both like the Jags, and we both like them to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Jets, Redskins, Redskins minus one at home. At first, I wrote Battle of Psychos because yeah, I, I thought this I was going to be one of those games that you can you can say it if you want. Okay, I think I am too. I was a psycho last week. Yeah, you were a psycho. So previously on these games, Theo had said you have to be an absolute psycho to bet on this. I actually looked at it. This is different though. I know. Go on. I kind of I kind of really like this game. Let's see where you're, where you're at. But over under here is 38. Action's 42% of the money on the Redskins. The Jets are 2-7 and seven straight up, 3-6 and six against the spread. Redskins are about the same. So the Jets are coming off a win versus the Giants in a game that went back and forth. Their offense looked good, but also that was just a, a good spot for the Jets. Let's see if they can continue um, running and passing the ball well. Still don't know where their head's at in terms of, like, do they have motivation with all this talk of people getting traded, et cetera, et cetera. Redskins coming off a bye. They are starting Haskins, a guy that I just can't trust to bet on, but I want to bet against him. He has four picks and one touchdown so far. The Jets have the number one rushing defense in the league, something that is absolutely ridiculous. I saw that too. The Redskins' main attack is running the ball. So if they can't run the ball, they're going to have Haskins throw the ball, and you can't trust this guy. The, The Jets' defense is actually pretty good. I, I like the Jets here. Yeah, I'm 100% with you for the exact same reason. Basically, the rush defense. Um, the Redskins are scoring 12 points per game. Um, so, yeah, I like that combination. Um, yeah, I'm all over the Jets here. Moving on. Cowboys line. I mean, honestly, to go back to that, like it, it is insane that the Redskins are favored here. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's... I mean, I get it. The Jets' offense has been very ugly, but... I mean... I don't think a lot of people are... step up from the Redskins, but defense alone, like, I don't get it. I don't think a lot of people are looking at the fact that Haskins is, is playing this game and the fact of how good the Jets' defense has been. Yeah. They're just looking at records. Right. Cowboys-Lions... Uh, there's no over-under currently on this game. The Super Contest line is Lions plus 6.5. That's at home. I think this would be a good bet-on spot for the Cowboys if we knew who the Cowboy or who the Lions quarterback was. 
Even if so, I kind of like the Cowboys in the spot. Their wins to date have been by 10, 18, 25, 17, and 19. So if they win the game, they win by a lot. Uh, They're coming off a big loss that everyone saw, so even there you're probably getting some value. There might be too many question marks to bet on this game, but I, I do like the Cowboys here. Yeah, I mean, every, everything's pointing that way. Um, Cowboys have most yards per game in the league, 437 lines, giving up the most yards per game, or third worst in the league at 402. Um, my issue here is it just feels very trappy, number one. And then number two, as far as the super contest goes, and my picks for that, I have a very strong feeling uh, that probably this will be the top pick of the week around like 40 percent or so um so it's between like those factors i'm just going to stay away from this one um just because i want to be a little bit contrarian to the pool i don't know who's who's going to be a quarterback for the lions um cowboys are favorites on the road uh i i just don't love this spot yep Cool, same. Saints, Buccaneers, Bucks are plus five and a half at home. This just seems like a perfect line. I feel like I watch this game every day. Battle of Morale, part two. Over under here is 51. Only 35% of the money is on the Bucks. So if you're looking at like system plays and what to, to normally do, I would say Bucks. You're getting five and a half at home, a home dog. The problem is yep. they cannot cover a spread or win a game. They're zero five against the spread. I guess they won last week, but barely zero five against zero five against the spread in their last five. Zero four in their last four as an underdog. What do we do with the Saints? I don't know what that last game was. Is is Drew Brees getting old? He he never really performs well on the road. But then again, the Bucks have given up fifty. They they have fifty plus points. Fifty plus total points have been scored in the in seven straight Bucks games. Uh, that's an average total of 65.3 points per game, which is just astronomical. Great rushing defense, but I don't get this mentality. Like, we, we're going to have a good rushing defense, but you can just throw the ball wherever you want. Anyway, Saints are 10-3 and against the spread in their last 13 games on the road. 16-10 uh, and 10 against the spread after a loss. So maybe the nice a nice spot for the, for the Saints to make up for the last game, but I'm not going to I'm not going to bet. Uh, on a team that's, you know, whatever, 65, 70% on the road as a, as a favorite. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I mean, the, these statistics just kind of dictate the Bucks team to me. Um, so they're scoring 29 points per game, which is like almost six in the league, but they're also giving up 31 points per game. And Jameis is just a pick machine. He has 14 at this point. He's league leading. Um, they, you just can't trust him. Like, you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, and as you mentioned, like, I, I don't perceive the same performance from the Saints, um, especially, you know, Drew Brees coming back and then having a loss. Um, I see that being righted pretty quickly. Um, that's typically what good teams do. Um, I, I would lean towards the Bucks just because it has everything I like statistically of Lopsided records, um, six and three against the spread and seven and two straight up for the Saints versus two and seven against the spread, three and six straight up for the Bucks. Uh, but I, I, I just can't trust Jameis. I've done it a couple times this year and it's bit me every time. Cool. Same page. Cardinals, 49ers. 49ers are minus 11 at home. 
Question for you. What MLB team was Murray drafted by? Kyler. Um, I'm going to say the Dodgers. Oakland A's. A's. Damn it. I feel like it's always the Dodgers. That's why I said that, but I knew yeah. I was wrong. A's or Dodgers or Red Red Sox, I feel like, are always those teams. Yeah, but I mean, like, Dodgers and Yankees just, like, love doing it for the publicity alone. Right. Just, like, get them in a jersey, take some pictures. <laughs> yeah. Have them just come up on podcasts like this, sort of mentioning the A's or the Dodgers. Uh, (laughs) This is a rematch of a Halloween game when uh, Theo and I watched this game at Jack Melnick. Shout out. That place is great. Good wings. Um, If if, if only you called it by the right name, Jake's. Right. Did I, what I said? Yeah. Jake, Jack. I've been saying Jack. Jack. The, uh, The waiter was calling me Chief a lot. And I, no, that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just me, but recently, I could be at a table with like six people, and it's like, how's it going? How's it going? And then they get to me, and they're like, how's it going, Chief? What's up, boss? I don't know if they're I, trolling me, or if I should take it as uh, a compliment. I mean, I think that's a hard comment to your hair and beard. Yeah. Hard comment, I mean, they're, in terms of they... They know you can... They can be a little bit more lax with you. Got it. They want to be saying chief to everyone, but they think I'll yeah. take it the best. How about you, bro? Got it. Okay, we figured it out. This game, I'm trying to con- I'm trying to figure out if it's too obvious. The action's 38% on 49ers. It's not often you see a home team this big of a favorite only getting 38% of the action. But yep. it is a divisional matchup. 11 points is a lot. Uh, I was looking all over for stats on like teams that on, on the second game, similar to like Saints Bucks, like if they beat them the 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 first time at home or away, like what were the stats the second time they played, but couldn't find anything good. Either way, Cardinals had a close loss to the Bucks. That game had everything we thought it would: turnovers, fumbles, a million pass interference calls. Either way, on the other side, 49ers had the game of the year versus Seahawks. Like, that was the first game this year that I was like, hell yeah. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, Everything that was about a crazy, it. Game. crazy um, game. The score is 28-25 in Week 9. That's the, the Cardinals 48-49ers game. Kittle, Burita, Emmanuel Sanders all are injured or, and maybe out. Kyler seems to be able to, to be able to keep his team in the game. Um, but I don't know what's wrong with D. Johnson. Um and their losses, they have lost by 22 to the Saints, 17 to the Seahawks, 18 Panthers. So when I first looked at this, it was like Cardinals, like easy, pick the Cardinals. Is this a get right spot for the 49ers who just lost? Uh, if if you're on the Cardinals, I, I could I could do it too. It just, it seems, it seems too simple. Uh, surprisingly, I'm going to be on the 49ers. Okay, then it is too simple. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Especially coming off that crazy game, um, that loss stings a bit. You know, like, they definitely wanted to go undefeated. Um, obviously, they're going to make the playoffs and everything, probably get home field, but um, it, it, def- it definitely takes a hit to them. Um, but they've just all around been a great team here. I think they're going to roll. It's a, it's a big spread, and um, I rarely take these. Um but just being that it is so high and a lot of the action is coming 
on the Cardinals. Definitely helps the cause for that. Um, so yeah, taking the 49ers here. Patriots-Eagles, rematch of Super Bowl 52. Remember that one? Ooh, I was there. Were you? Yeah, sure was. Damn, the Philly special. That, 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 that's part of the weekend I met Adrian Peterson. Oh. And uh, got to hold the Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. The story cool. builds. Was he sweating? I'm going to ask that every time you mention him. We already went uh, through this. He, he, he wasn't sweating. No. no sweating. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, quiz question for you. So maybe this was harder or easier because you were at the game. Not sure. You remember the Philly special, right? Yep. So end of the first half, fourth down, last play of the half, and uh, they run that tight end uh, pass. Um, who threw the ball to Nick Foles in the Philly special play? Uh... I just gave you a hint accidentally. Is it? Yeah. I, anyway, but, I covered my uh, mouth because I said it, but I don't know how that helped or hurt the audio. Either way. I was going to say Corey Clement. No, I said reverse tight end pass. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I can't listen to everything you say. <laughs> it's hard. Not a lot of people can. I mean, it's tough, man. Did, do you have yeah. an answer yet or no? Uh, Trey Burton. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And yeah. he was a uh, college quarterback. Learned that too. Anyway, uh, you could convince me either way on this game. I, I would say Eagles is probably the right side. 36% of the money is only on the home team getting three point three and a half points. I just don't want to get a bet against the Patriots team coming off a bye that just lost to the Ravens. Have two weeks to prepare for this. Obviously, they do not forget things like this. It's a revenge game. As road favorites, um, road favorites are sixty-four and thirty-four after bye week, and Brady is six and one against the spread in those situations. And Patriots are fifteen and six against the spread in their last twenty-one after against the spread loss. But the Eagles are eight and two against the spread in the last ten games versus the Patriots. So one of the few teams that has the Patriots number. I'm going to bet the under here for sure. 12 of the last 17 home games for the Eagles has gone under. Just seems like the market still hasn't caught up with this Patriots defense. Uh, 44.5 still seems like a lot. I think that the Eagles have struggled to move the ball ever since Jackson went down. And they'll probably just try to move the ball running it. Patriots rushing defense is is, is kind of beatable compared to their, their passing D. So I'm going to bet the under, but I'll stay away from the side. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots for sure. Uh, so the biggest thing is they're, I mean, there's a lot here. Um, the defense is still sitting at the top. They're only giving up 250 yards per game. Um, they're putting up 30 points per game. Um, and very notable, uh, since 2011, following the bye, the Patriots are 69% against the spread. Um, nice. So this is a team that has um, taken advantage of bye week the most over basically the past 10 years. Um, and in addition to coming off the loss between the two of them, um, their statistics are ridiculous. They're the best in the league. Um, and I'm actually a little bit surprised it's only three and a half. Yeah. I am too, especially looking at the the Eagles are five and four straight up. Um, some something's just not working. So 
the theory behind the Eagles is they're finally clicking, but I don't know. This is this is the Patriots. This is what they do. And uh yeah, you don't want to get in their way after after a loss. And a bye week. Yep. Alright, I'll table that one. Bengals Raiders, Raiders minus ten and a half at home. Over under here is forty eight and a half. Not surprising at all. Seventy percent of the money's on the Raiders. Bengals are solid 0 and 9. That's their record. 3 and 6 against the spread. Raiders are 5 and 4, 6 and 3 against the spread. Oakland beat the Chargers at home after being away, like I talked about, for like 50 plus days. Just had a brutal schedule, had four road games, then a bye, then we're in London. When they get home, they, they're doing well. They're 7 and 1 against the spread in their last eight. And uh, the Bengals got absolutely rocked. I just put in quotes, win by 40. Just want to mention that again. Few in the first quarter said the Ravens might win by 40 here. Already talked about Finley being way too happy after throwing that that TD after he threw a pick six. He finished 16 for 30, one touchdown, 167 yards. Some glimpses of, I don't know, hope, I guess you could call it. There, He just can't put a full drive together yet. I have no confidence. I, I think he can still have some drives where he has a, a number of, of big plays, but I, I don't trust him to put a bunch of scoring drives together. Raiders are, though, allowing the most passing yards per game. Also, this is the first time they're favored by double digits. Um, it's just the third time since 2003 that they're they're favored by double digits. So not something you're used to seeing. Crazy. Raiders have three extra days rest. They have that Thursday night game. But you would assume Carr will just throw the ball all over the Bengals. Josh Jacobs has been ridiculous. Uh, I like the Raiders here. It's... It, Again, it's a very square play, so not sure if I want to put it in the the super contest. Although maybe that's a contrarian play for that that crowd, but I just can't imagine a scenario where the Bengals cover here. Um, certainly can't trust the Bengals, and I'm never going to take a bottom team. Um, I was leaning towards them. This is this is a really gross spot. Um, I I I can't trust the Raiders to cover that much. I can't trust the Bengals to stay in any game. Um, that, this is just a stay away from me altogether. This is close to a psycho pick for me. Alright. <laughs> I won't bet on it, it then. It's teetering on the psychopath. I don't want to be a psycho. Speaking of psychos, this is funny. Bears-Rams, Sunday Night Football, Rams minus six and a half. I have battle of our friends trying not to get kicked out of the game. Uh, impossible. Somebody's getting tossed. Someone's getting tossed. And people listening who don't know our friends are probably like, man, all you guys do is make fun of people who are like that and who get kicked out of games. Except, I know. I'm well aware. I'm not supporting what's going to happen at this game. I just see some scenarios where uh, someone's going to get kicked out of this game. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's some good candidates for getting tossed. <laughs> some oh, getting tossed uh, okay. candidates. So, so. Over under people getting tossed one. You putting at one? One person. I'm I'm definitely betting the over, and I'm pretty confident with it. That of anybody that gets tossed, will it be before halftime? Uh given it's, it's a Sunday, Sunday night. Game. Yeah, I think so. I think if they're getting tossed, they're getting tossed early. I I, I think that's a likely scenario. Yeah, I'm gonna try to sit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose my my seating arrangements wisely. 
Anyway, this is an interesting game, regardless of the fact that we're going to be at it. Bears are three and six against the spread, four and five straight up. Rams are six and three against the spread, but only five and four straight up. So the Bears had that ugly win against the Lions. I take nothing out of that. I just like that was just a boring game. You just knew they're going to win. Lions almost came back. Blah blah blah. I, I don't take much out of it again, except for the fact that the Bears in the second half tried to do something. Uh, actually showed up, but was just is that just. Is the Lions' defense just that bad? I, I I don't know. The Bears still had issues. I think they only had three or seven seven points at halftime. Mitch finished with 173 total passing yards, so had some big plays, but like nothing too crazy. The thing here is that the line is six and a half, and the Rams just had a terrible loss versus Steelers, where they didn't score an offensive possession. They lost two starters in their offensive line: their center uh, Byron Allen, their tackle. I can just rob Havenstein. I don't even know why I have to say their names. All you need to know is that two of the starters of their offensive line are injured. Brandon Cooks is out. They can't block anyone. You're playing a Bears team that dominates on the defensive front, and that is just where they're gonna they're gonna trust their team to try to get this game to the fourth quarter, either with a lead or keep it close. And the way they're gonna do that is with ridiculous defense, get to the quarterback, stop the run. All right. Having said that, it's an ugly Sunday night game. Both teams are having struggles. Mitch was sacked five times against the Lions. Now he's facing Donald, Dante Fowler, and a Rams team that's averaging double the amount of sacks that the Lions were. So if the Lions got to him five times, who knows what the hell the Rams are going to do. Statistically, Rams were 8-3 in their last 11 games as a favorite, but I I think this is just a completely different team. I think 6.5 is a lot for a Rams team that is struggling so much and a Bears defense that defense travels well. So you're going to trust this team. And I think, like, I'm going to be all over the under. Under in four straight Rams games, 11 of Bears last 14. Bears lost them by 7-3, So even those games that you look back and think they got blown out, like, they, they either kept it close or, like, they tried to come back. Uh, six and a half seems like a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah, Trubisky's coming off his best game of the year. Um, he had a passer rating of 131, which is the best on the season, three touchdowns. Um, here's a question for you. Who has more picks on the year, Trubisky or Goff? Uh, I'm going to say Goff. It, it's kind of like an obvious, like, you know, trick question. But, yeah, so he actually has the fourth most picks in the whole league at nine. Yep. which is essentially one per game. So I do think uh, the Bears' defense is going to take advantage of that. Uh, believe it or not, Trubisky has three picks on the season, um, which on 239 attempts is 1.2%, um, which puts him behind Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Rodgers, and Cousins. How crazy is that? He belongs there. Like, uh, that, that's a wild statistic. Um, and that is not reason to take the Bears. Um, I just thought that was like an interesting pull when I was looking at things. Um, I, I lean towards the Bears, but I can't take it. Um, six and a half is definitely not a great number. Um, I, I have seen in most books it's moved to seven at this point, um, which definitely encourages me closer to it. It's a low total. On top of that, being at 40.5. Um, so I lean towards the Bears, but there's there's other spots I prefer. Yeah, I didn't like that six and a half. If it was seven, seven and a half would have felt right. way more comfortable. 
Yep, agreed. All right. Table it, but we will see at the game, everyone. Chiefs Chargers. Chiefs are plus three and a half. This game's in Mexico City. Hola. Como esta? Over under is 52. 66% of the money's on the Chiefs. Confusing game here. Uh, you never really know what the Chargers are going to do. They showed up versus the Packers, and then they lost to the Raiders. They have a 20th ranked rush defense, um, but the Charger or the Chiefs have struggled to run the run the ball. Mahomes returned, had 446 yards and three touchdowns. Very frustrating for me. Did not cover that spread. I have no idea how. Totally gave that one up. Uh, Rivers threw three interceptions versus the Raiders, and then the Raiders just uh, took over the game from there. And uh, did you watch that that Thursday night game when like Rivers had a chance? to win the game but that was not a chance at all because he looked just awful every pass was like 80 yards over the player's head yeah and he still throws like like i do left-handed yeah it's just every game that's what happens yeah i just hate watching him throw yeah me too chiefs struggles have been mainly been in the red zone this season uh they were successful in 73 percent of the red zone trips last year only 46 47 percent this year they also have a ton of injuries to their uh, defensive ends, offensive line, and uh, they've allowed the this is the Chiefs the second most rushing yards per game. So if you look at the Chiefs, the team the the teams they lose to are able to run the ball. You had the Titans, Packers who had Aaron Jones, uh, Texans which have had a surprisingly good running game recently, and then the Colts with Marlon Mack. So on paper, when you first look at this, it seems like an easy Chiefs pick. But you never know with this Chargers team in the second half of the season what they're going to do. And they have, uh, if you look at it, they got a, a number of like weapons offensively. So I, I do lean the Chargers here. I don't know if I want to get in Mahomes away, finally fully healthy primetime in, uh, in Mexico City. There is a lot of altitude there. I did look at stats, but they're nothing, uh, yeah. nothing, uh, nothing popped for either team. They both seem, seem all right in altitude. Yeah, um, this game to me is exactly the game from two weeks ago, which was the Chargers and Packers, um, which was pretty much the exact scenario, like low um, low spread for the most part. I, I want to say it was like three and a half to it the was. Packers. It was three and a half. And I, I think it got 90-something percent of the action, including picks from myself and I think you as well. Um this is very similar spot to that where um, it's essentially trying to beat Chiefs bets. Um, so it certainly leans the Chargers, but it's just way too risky. Um, uh, there's just so many other better spots. All right. We're going to do what we did the past few weeks. It's my turn now. As I called, <laughs> Theo definitely had a heavy hitter last week. Went hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With some uh, Mick Jenkins. Mick Jenkins. Talk me. And uh, so we're going to pause here, play some music, and we'll be back with our picks. We are we are back, 
And we aligned both of us on Broncos, Jaguars, Jets. Theo picked Patriots. I struggled with my last one because I kind of like all his plays. And then the other ones were uh, kind of flipped on. So we are going with 49ers as our final pick. So that's 49ers, Broncos, Jaguars, Jets, Patriots. Don't say love it when I say all the teams. Hold on. 49ers, Broncos, (laughs) 49ers, Broncos, Jaguars, Jets, Patriots. Now say love it. Hate it. Hate it. You said you said don't say that. Yeah, right. I think it's great. Any other quiz questions? Any other final thoughts? Any more brain busters? Guess I'll see you uh, in a few days. Yeah. Good luck, everyone. Uh, Theo, sign us off. Yeah, good luck in your picks, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. All right. Later. Later.